As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. The fate of the world is once again at risk. Summoning all her might, Diana fells a mighty titan and stops the powerful foe from smashing the earth into pieces. Wonder Woman lets out a sigh of relief that this battle is done for the day. It is then that a figure steps out from the spirit realm and surveys the area. You release demon spirits, how do I know you won't take that power for yourself? Wonder Woman looks puzzled and says, I don't know who you even are. Bayonetta steps forward and whispers, My dear, I barely know who I am. And the cutscene ends, and the battle begins. It's Amazon versus Umbra Witch. It's Diana versus Ceriza. It's Wonder Woman versus Bayonetta. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Ray Stacanus. What? Yet again. Yes, I know. You're here again. Yet again. Speaking of that, Who Would Win dares to bring you the Legion of Audience, our faithful fan base, another out-of-the-box battle that pits two titans of comic books and gaming into an absolute awesome battle. In one corner, you have Wonder Woman, the ultimate super-powered warrior from the DC Universe versus Bayonetta, one of video games' most powerful and coolest, at least in my opinion, badasses. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed, and... 
I was actually really surprised by how often this matchup had been discussed before. Interesting. This was actually very surprising. I had no idea. That was crazy. It really blew my mind. But even though it's been discussed before, look, like so many other battles have, it's never come to a clear conclusion until today, that is. We're giving it the who would win treatment. So with that being said, Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? I am a big fan of video games, uh, James Gavsey, as you may know. Uh, Bayonetta is a game that I had not played up until pretty recently. Uh, the third installment, weird timing on our part, just hit stores like a week ago or this week or, you know, eh, not very long ago. And so people can go check it out. How random. It's so weird how that worked out completely randomly on the Who Would Win show this week. Wow. Who knew? And Wonder Woman, obviously, she's been on the show before. Redemption match for Wonder Woman. Bayonetta has been suggested uh, pretty much for years and years and years since we started asking suggestions. Bayonetta has been asked for lots and lots of times, and it's finally time to pay it off. Great character. So glad to have her on the show. I think it's about that time to have these uh, these two kind of go at it. Now, look, Ray, uh, we got to kind of shift over to something else. As much as I don't respect you as a human being, this is not news to you, and nor do I typically agree with anything you have to say, you and I do see eye to eye on the level of respect we give our characters when we debate them. Look, it's known we pour our hearts, our souls, our time we should be spending with our family and on work into researching these characters. Would you say, Ray Sicanis, that is accurate? Oh, absolutely. I spend way too much time. Trust me, I hear about it all the time. Okay, yeah, me too. So here's the deal. There's something that's been bothering me about Wonder Woman, and this is more of a social commentary, and I try to keep things kind of light and funny, but this is actually an interesting thing. Ray, I got to ask you a question. Why don't more guys wear Wonder Woman shirts? I mean, they're scared, James. They're afraid uh, that Wonder Woman uh, will pound them in their uh, masculinity. That's fair. That's fair. Look, all kidding aside, I've actually asked uh, some uh, voice actors who play Wonder Woman. They do great with that, of course. I said, why do you think guys don't, more guys don't wear Wonder Woman shirts? And I love Wonder Woman. She's one of my top you know, favorite characters in DC Comics. You know, she's that, she, again, I said, she's the ultimate badass. She's got a sword. She's a she, got a shield. She's got the strength of Superman, the speed of Flash. She's the best fighter, pretty much, in no, the DC she universe. No, she does Don't you start your nonsense this early in the battle, James. She does not have the speed. Oh, it's of all a documented. Race Get out of here. She, she's top ten. She actually is faster than a couple of versions of Flash. Anyway, more on that later. The question I have is, why aren't more people wearing Wonder Woman t-shirts, especially guys? I should say, why aren't more guys wearing Wonder Woman t-shirts? And I realized something. Sometimes I just have to lead the way. So I am now, after this episode, going to buy some workout shirts, casual wear, whatever it is. Wonder, sorry, you know, Wonder Woman, big Wonder Woman shirts. And I'm starting the movement because that's what we do. Race to Canis, you actually inspired me to do this. Don't ask me why you did that, but you did. All right. With all that being said, there's someone who has an opinion on this and many other things we're going to be talking about today. And this is our judge we're bringing in, who is a fan favorite. She's absolutely incredible, making another appearance on The Hoodwin Show. It's author, content creator, and I think of her as the ultimate producer. It's fan favorite judge. It's the one, it's the only. It's Crystal the Storm. Crystal, welcome back to Who Would Win. That was an amazing intro, and I feel like you and Ray need to be wearing Wonder Woman shirts on, like, the same day, and we need pictures. Y'all got to do the twinsies. You have to now. You have to. With the hat, like, uh, hashtag real men do it. Like, you got it. You got to do it. Well, I just have the underoos. Uh, does that count? No, nobody wants to see you in your underwear, Ray. Nobody wants I mean, to see I mean, I think there's a market. Mm. Hashtag truth hurts. Mm. There's definitely a market, though. There's Someone's mm. always going to some... <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to deny like that. There's a, there's a market. Before this started about how this was a family friendly show, but okay, I see where we're going to be tonight. I see. I see where we're going to be. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't go the don't go the dark web. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <laughs> listen, Crystal. You've been doing yeah. a lot of producing. You've been creating yeah. some insane content. Look, you're already an author. You're an amazing writer. Now you're a producer. You've got audio dramas coming out. Uh, I'm pretty sure Disney should be taking notice of your Star Wars, uh, you know, legacy drama that came out. That was absolutely fantastic. Had race to Canis in it, but also was starring James Gavsey. It was fantastic. What are you working on mm-hmm. right now? What can you tell our Legion of Audience, our fan base, to get them excited about the next Crystal Storm production? Yeah, they should literally, one, if they haven't listened to Legacy, they should, because they can binge 21 episodes Netflix style. Just dive right into this. Heck yeah, yes. if you want to hear like a good Star Wars story, just dive right into it. Uh, new stuff, it's not set in like the Skywalker era, you know, it's not, you know, like adult stuff by the way have your headphones on don't let your kids listen don't do that it's for adults adults only uh and more adult adult content that we've got coming up we've got horror uh we've got some romantic erotica audio drama stories coming up so really they should just follow at tales network on twitter so they can hang out with us and know when the first episodes of all these shows drop very cool. So let me ask you a question. Um, yes. Who do you think got a better fan reaction mm-hmm. uh, on your podcast, The Audio Dramas? Was it Race to mm-hmm. Canis or was it the one and only James Gavsey? Well, listen, everybody loved to hate Ray's character, but they really enjoyed your very soothing Jedi voice, James. So, I mean, yeah, there it you, was, go. you know, we'll, we'll run a poll. We'll run another poll about it. Yeah, I mean, because I, we'll to be poll. fair, I mean, Jorgen was pretty popular. He was always, I mean, every time there was Jorgen in the poll, he always won the poll. Mm-hmm. It was always killing Jorgen, that two Ray voice, but I mean, he's what won they the say. Poll. I equal ratings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't argue that. Can't, can't argue that. We even had a reviewer mention Ray distinctly, so I gotta, I gotta give him that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, here, here's the thing. Uh, clearly, I think Ray is uh, uh, not even a real human being when you come down to it. But I do have to mm-hmm. admit that his voice talent is excellent. It's, it's at least a, it's a 10 out of 100, which is way higher than what most people think. No, he's actually fantastic. By the way, uh, Ray uh, produced and starred and wrote uh, this pretty cool audio drama, uh, Reclaim Detroit, uh, which was absolutely fantastic as well. It hurts me to say this about Ray, but he's actually very talented when it comes to this. He is. He's pretty talented. You know, yeah. yeah he's, I didn't think he was that good yeah, of a writer, after, but yeah, Reclaim Detroit was like, it was good. Like that was, that was some- it was, yeah, good. it was good. It was good. It was good. You don't need to worry it's about like, hurting like my feelings. Look, I'm work. I'm currently working on writing more vampire right now. I was replaced by an AI like four months ago, and nobody was nobody even noticed on this show. So we're speaking right. to a Ray so, uh, AI right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, because Ray is spelling his name R A I, which just stands for Ray Artificial Intelligence. Oh, I thought okay. you all would have picked up on it by now, but here we are. Uh, I just I did notice that your reading skills and your your humor uh, really picked up lately. All right, listen, Crystal, we we have yeah. an amazing episode. It's an we episode do. that is so huge with such powerful characters that really you're the only person who can can judge this properly. So with like all that being said, up, it's and, and by the way, I, I like it too. But it's it's mm-hmm. more of the truth. You are someone who can see down the middle and give me the decision the way that everyone wants you to do. Uh, and Ray is also here. So with that being said, mm-hmm. let's get this party started. Ray, do us the honors yeah. and announce today's matchup. Representing DC Comics. The Amazon who could use the lasso of truth on me, but the answer would still be the same. I should be 195 and 1 on the Who Would Win show. 
Wonder Woman. And representing Platinum Games, the Umbra Witch who clearly has great health insurance since she obviously has a good vision plan, Bayonetta. 195 and 1. What's the 1, Ray? James, I keep that in a locket in my heart. Mm. It's Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus versus Galactus. I know it. All right, well done, Ray. Before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. Rule number one, you should debate or we'll make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Now, Ray, is there another version of Bayonetta? I mean, all the versions are probably awesome, or is there strictly the gaming version? Well, I mean, look, she appeared in Super Smash Brothers and I think like three other video games as playable characters. We're not going to worry about the non-canon stuff. We're going to stick to basically Bayonetta 1, Bayonetta 2. Uh, Bayonetta 3 has not been out long enough to really pare it down. I haven't had a chance to play through it yet. So I'm just going to spoiler-free. So if, you, if you're worried about spoilers, you're not going to get them for three because I'm just playing not going to touch it. I got plenty enough in the first two games to win this battle. Very cool. All right. I am going with the Linda Carter version, the 1970s version of Wonder Woman. Would not be something I would ever say because she was great, but she really didn't have the power she needed to. I will, surprise, surprise, be going with the Justice League Unlimited version, which is also not something I could say, although that's my favorite version. I'll be going with the comic book version of Wonder Woman because that's the one that has the most badassery that is a word. Alright, rule number four. Debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are long established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five. The winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides is the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes and where no outside interference is allowed. And finally, rule number six. The judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store to get your very own Who Would Win merchandise and accessories. Go to whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some Who Would Win merch right now during the discussion. And as we're doing the episode, when you buy your mugs and your shirts and you say, hey, that's a great point, James or Ray, buy more stuff because that's how you enjoy things in life and get nice things. All right. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In this life, it pays to zig when everyone else is zagging. Movement saw a stagnant marketplace for watches and accessories and changed it with their unbelievable prices on some pretty classy stuff. You know by now I love my Astro Blue watch. I wear it when I want to look good. When we do live Who Would Win shows again in 2023, I guarantee I will be wearing my Astro Blue watch. And you know what time of year it is. Get something classy for your loved ones and don't break your bank to do it. Be the good gifter with movement. During their seasonal sale, get a special discount just in time for the holidays. Join the movement today at MVMT.com. That's MVMT.com. Join the movement. It's that time. Let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Bayonetta. Bayonetta is an Umbra witch and lead in the Bayonetta series of video games. She was created by Hideki Kamiya and originally voiced by Helena Taylor. First appeared in the video game Bayonetta in 2009. Bayonetta is one of only two surviving Umbra witches and has incurred the wrath of both angels and demons in her travels. In her original game, Bayonetta awoke from a coffin at the bottom of a lake with no memories as to who she was. She figured out the important parts quickly, though, and her stories involve power struggles, fighting with many different angelic forms, time travel, and avoiding Armageddon. I believe the second Armageddon in this particular case. Fun fact, Bayonetta is absolutely one of the most iconic characters in all of modern gaming. This owes a great deal to both her character design as well as Helena Taylor's performance. Taylor's performance in the first game was excellent, so it was an interesting choice by the game's creator to have no Japanese version of Bayonetta cast for VO. Just to have the English voice be the one that they used in the Japanese version of the game. This is because witches were considered uniquely European by him. He thought that it would be weird to have a character speaking Japanese who is a European witch. He just thought that was just, it would be too out of place. So it is extra weird though that they recast Bayonetta with veteran VO superstar Jennifer Hale in the third installment. Which just came out as mentioned before. Who knows? That is Bayonetta. I mean, aren't there tons of, you know, you think like uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Berserk, tons of anime, I don't know about gaming, where it's clearly Japanese animation. They have amazing voice actors from Japan voicing the characters. 
uh, and that, that where the story's European. I'm confused. I don't get it because it's been done a million no, it, times before, it, but whatever. That's what makes it such a unique choice on their end to make that choice. That's fair. All right. Well, here are the details for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, a.k.a. Diana Prince, first appeared in All-Star Comics number 8 back in 1941 and was created by William Marston. Wonder Woman is an Amazon warrior princess and one of the most powerful superheroes in the DC universe. As a daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus, she was given power by the gods to fight against evil in all of its forms. Although she was raised entirely by women on the island of Themyscira, she was sent as an ambassador what was labeled as the man's world in her secret identity as Diana Prince. In terms of power, she's considered to be in the same league as Superman and also the most powerful female superhero in the DC universe. And if that wasn't enough, Wonder Woman is arguably the best warrior in the DC universe, where even Batman thinks of her as the best melee fighter in the world. And here's something interesting about Wonder Woman. Did you know that the Wonder Woman franchise is banned in Lebanon? It's true. At least it's true for now. In 2017, during the first Wonder Woman movie's release, Lebanon was in conflict with Israel. Surprise, surprise. Which is, in Israel, is Wonder Woman's actress uh, Gal Gadot's home country. For those who don't know, Gal Gadot has served in the military, has been crowned Miss Israel, and is pretty vocal about how she feels about her homeland. Due to this, Lebanon decided to drop the Wonder Woman movie from all theaters and hasn't given any intention of lifting that ban. Crazy how the world works, right? And now you have the facts of both opponents. Oh. Crystal, do you have any questions before you get started? I love warriors, I love witches, I love superheroes, and I love video games. So I am freaking hyped for this match. Ray, if you throw a temper tantrum on Twitter because you don't debate well enough, that's on you. James, I am less interested in insane comic book crossover win-loss record. Other than that, let's get it started. Gotcha. Let me just uh, cross off how Wonder Woman beat the Juggernaut with one punch. Mm -hmm. I won't bring that up in this battle or how she uh, held Mjolnir and was worthy of it. Won't bring that up in this battle. All right, Ray. Because that would be horrible. Ray, go ahead and here's your point number one. Point number one for Bayonetta. Let's face it. I just want to start with some of the crazy things that she's done because Bayonetta is an insanely strong, fast, durable, etc., etc. character. She's one of the most ridiculous video game characters, very often stated in the top three or top five uh, of most powerful video game characters in existence. That's a good starting point to talk. And a few, a few things that have happened during the game. A jet, she was standing in the middle of the street, and a full-on jet was cruising and trying to crash right into her, just coming just straight along the ground at jet speed. She did one flip, kicked it straight up into the air, <laughs> altered its movement, then jumped up into the air, landed on top of it while it was flying around, and then proceeded to, I believe, battle people while on the jet. This is the kind of character that we're talking about right here. <clears throat> At one point, she was uh, uh, in the world, and a skyscraper was flying through the air, hurtling at her. She just leaned back and headbutt the skyscraper back into a guy and smashed it into him. That's Bayonetta. It is over the top. It's ridiculous. It is action-packed, and she has a sense of style the whole time. Her kicks, her kicks are documented to be so fast that her leg starts catching fire. Her leg catches fire, and it's not just like it, catch, it catches fire because it's going at the speed that it's required for re-entry into the planet's atmosphere. That's how fast that she kicks. She dodges bullets uh, with absolute ease. She dodges attacks with absolute ease. 
In fact, at one point, uh, she shot a whole bunch of her guns, and we'll get into the guns in point number two. She shot a whole bunch of bullets at an enemy who slowed down time, like, basically all the way, pulled all the bullets out of the air, put them in a line right behind her, restarted time again, and she just immediately reacted to it and got out of the way without even, like, thinking about it. It was just what she did. So she is that level of fast. And she's strong, too. I mentioned the jet and the skyscraper. But at one point, there is an active tornado happening on the spot where she is. You can see, like, cars and pieces of debris and trees whipping through the air all around her. And she is just walking through the center of it, completely unfazed by all of this awesome power. And all of these items flying by her just barely missed her because she timed her walk to be so good. You know I got to bring it up when it happens. She's, of course, survived to fall uh, from space to Earth and gotten up and walked around no problem. Anytime I have a character who's done it, I'm going to mention it. This time is a little bit different, though. She didn't just fall from the atmosphere. She fell from Pluto. She fell from the planet Pluto, made it all the way to Earth in, like, about a minute, crashed down into Earth, and then walked away safely no problem. She's able to use her abilities. She imbued her arm with energy and just did a little air chop like a Bruce Lee chop into the air. And she was able to slice it half in Audicio, which is essentially an archangel, one of the most powerful archangels in the, uh, in the whole of the heavens. Powerful as the most massive demons that you can find in this world. She was able to not, she didn't even touch it. She just hit the air near it and that caused it to cut in half. A level of strength that is flatly ridiculous. And the last thing to bring out is her hair. She is a weird, a strange character in that her hair is super, super, super long. She often keeps it in a Marge Simpson beehive, but that hair uh, has lots of witch powers in it. She can use her hair to form torture devices that she hits her enemies into, including an Iron Maiden type device or a, a hanging chain that she pulls up and snaps their neck out of literal nothing. She also uses it. She uses her hair in finishing attacks that turns it into giant shoes and boots and her arms and her fists and her feet where she'll be punching, punching, kicking, punching. And all of a sudden what appears to be a portal just opens up and a boot smashes the person flat. But that's her hair doing that. Witches got hair power. Let me tell you, all of this by itself is already too much for Wonder Woman. And I haven't even gotten to the quote unquote crazy stuff yet. And that's my point. Number one. You know, this is interesting because there's not really much pushback I can give to Ray on these points and these these powers and abilities of Bayonetta. They're all really, really cool, really impressive. In the DC universe, these would be, in terms of power levels, these would be labeled as cute. That's it. Please. These are power levels that are really cool. I'd say she's kind of like, you, 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 you kind of take a hero or villain and say, what's their power level? Like, what kind of threat are they? I'd say she's possibly a countrywide threat or a continental level threat. Maybe she can damage a continent. But she's definitely not a world destroyer <laughs> uh, such as Wonder Woman is. And that's the difference between these characters. One is really cool. It can do cool stuff. Points, almost kudos, as you Americans say, for having a Marge Simpson type of hairdo. But her power level is world's a little bit less intense than the world that Wonder Woman exists within. Let me talk about that real quick. So for my point number one, let's talk about Wonder Woman's superpowers, shall we? There's a reason why. I've always said this before. There's a reason why Wonder Woman is part of DC's Trinity with Superman and Batman. She's just on that pedestal of awesomeness. It's because of her ungodly powers. Well, that's actually only one reason. That's a good reason to start with. So she's got super speed and can fly. She's listed as being able to fly much faster than the speed of light. She's defeated some of the DC Universe's uh, what they call speedsters 
Sisters. That's Flash level class uh, beings. She can match her speed. She's actually listed as being in the top 10 fastest beings in the DC universe. You know, you've got your Ultimate Flash. You've got Shazam, Superman. Wonder Woman, I believe, is even faster than Shazam and is faster than a number of the different Flashes that are in that top 10. Uh, when protecting someone uh, from being bombarded by billions of shards of this like super powerful crystal, she was the only person who can protect them, and they're like billions of shards. So she had to use her bracelets and be fast enough to appear literally everywhere around to block billions of shards coming at this person at full speed. That was calculated being something like exponentially faster than the speed of light. That is insane. She's got superhuman level strength. Look, all I'm going to say is she can push the moon. When they have to move the Earth, it's always Superman, Wonder Woman, and one other person, maybe Green Lantern, maybe Marsh Manhunter, but Wonder Woman's always there. So at the very least, she can move one third of the Earth. That is crazy. That's just her base level, by the way. A lot of other scientists within the DC Universe think that Wonder Woman is one of the few people that can actually move the Earth with her bare hands, but at the very least, she's moving a third of the Earth anytime she wants. She's super durable. She can take punches from Superman, keep going. She's fought Doomsday. She went into a black hole, survived that, no problem. Look, falling from Pluto, that's insane. Going into a black hole and coming out pretty much okay, that's a whole different level. Uh, she tanked a nuke, no problem. She was durable to redirect a blast. She tanked a blast from the combined power of the Olympian gods. So the Olympian pantheon of gods got together, had a pizza party or something, and said, let's blast one with all of our ungodly energy. And she tanked it and redirected it. That redirected, that's crazy. And to make Race to Canis feel like it's his birthday, she's even tanked the infinite mass punch that was thrown at her by Professor Zoom. That's when you move so fast, you accelerate from zero to light speed, so your mass goes to infinity. You punch way hard in the Hulk can. She took four of those punches and was absolutely good to go. She's got a healing factor. That works really, really well. It may not be as fast as Deadpool's Wolverines, but she's healed within a few pounds of a comic book. Look, she can tank reality warping and time, time manipulation. It's crazy. There's just some magical aura about her that if someone tries to warp reality around her, you know, use time dilation to stop time, whatever, she can actually still move through it and reverse reality warping for her. Don't know how that works. It's just a thing. She has super senses, super hearing, super smell, super tactile sensitivity, all this crazy stuff that she can sense. There's a change in air pressure. She knows where someone is. She's that in tune. She can see the souls of people and magic that someone has. So she's going to look at Bayonetta and be like, I got it. I understand your powers or I understand the severity of your powers. I understand what's happening. I can detect that. Detect that. Don't think Bayonetta can do that to Wonder Woman. And... She's even got super powerful breath where she can create huge gusts of winds, Superman style. Look, she can smash her hands together, create huge thunderclaps like the Hulk. She can even command animals and talk to animals, which I don't know how that's going to be a factor. It's just a cool thing. This is an insane character with insane power, and we haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. That's my point number one. I mean, so much ridiculousness here. You, you try to you're going to try to pretend that Wonder Woman is one of the fastest characters. Look, I've got a list of the top ten fastest DC uh, comics characters right here. Let's check them out: The Flash, Wally West; The Flash, Barry Allen; Reverse Flash, Superman; Black Flash; Black Racer; Godspeed; Red Death; Light Ray; and The Flash, Jay Garrick. Guess who isn't even close to being on this list? Wonder Woman. Wait, 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 wait. Wonder Woman, Jay Garrick, not on the this old list. Flash. Is nowhere faster than Wonder Woman. Every that one is of these characters incorrect. is easily faster than Wonder Woman. I'm not trying to say she doesn't have some super speed, but to sit here and, and, and actually with a straight face say she's as fast as the Flash, who can like reverse time, he can move so fast, is just insulting to our listeners, James, quite honestly. You know, and you talk about your favorite example Wonder Woman and Superman pulled the earth together. Oh, she must be as strong as Superman. No. 
She helped Superman the same way. Pete Rose and Pete Rose Jr. have the father-son combined major league record for hits. And Pete Rose has 4,256 hits, and Pete Rose Jr. has two. Combined, they are the best father-son tandem in history. But that don't mean Pete Rose Jr. was helping at all. And that's what I think of when you bring up this insanity of Superman and also Wonder Woman pulling the Earth like it wasn't one guy. I've been in that group project. I know how it goes. You've been that guy in that group project, the group project where everyone else does the work and you're like, and I helped. Is yes. that who you're saying you were, Ray? I always volunteer to do the speaking because I don't want to do any of the work. <sighs> Explains so much. All right, Crystal the Storm. You know the research I do. You know the research that Ray does. Where's your head at after point number one? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, after uh, after hearing point number one, it feels to me like these two characters are pretty pretty evenly matched. Uh, they're both pretty ridiculous in the things that they can do. I love the image of Bayonetta just like kicking a jet airplane. That's amazing. I love the idea of Wonder Woman just pushing the moon and purging the earth that also sounds amazing and uh yeah i like it i like it I, I like i like where it started uh so now that you've pretty much established that both of these characters are like just badasses now i'm curious how you're going to tell me that they're actually going to hurt each other <laughs> yes. yeah. it could happen wait. one's got guns I the other know, one's right? got maybe, a sword maybe maybe i don't know <laughs> stranger stranger things have happened we'll see all right ray go ahead and history of point number two point number two for bayonetta i want to bring up some of the obvious differences because in every single form of wonder woman she's vulnerable bayonetta not vulnerable bayonetta got shot in the face with one of these magic infused guns and didn't even flinch she kind of flew backwards a little bit no marks no nothing on her face bayonetta takes damage and doesn't even barely notice wonder woman throughout many decades and many years even up into including the current state can be hurt she needs those bracelets on her wrist to deflect bullets why because bullets will still hurt her is she strong, fast, etc.? Yes, but swords can pierce her. Bullets can pierce her. All of those are the kinds of weapons that she has to have answers for because they will bring her down and have done so in comic books all the time. Bayonetta is not vulnerable like that as far as this type of damage goes. So let's talk about her gear and equipment that Bayonetta brings. She has uh, four guns that she brings at all times. Scarborough Fair is the name of two of the guns. Love is Blue is another tandem of guns. And I love those names and I just wanted to say them. It means nothing to the battle. I just love it. She has two guns in her hands that were handcrafted by a demon. So these are these aren't just like guns. These tear through stone. These tear through metal. These tear through and basically anything you shoot at, they tear through them and they'll tear through Wonder Woman as well. These guns kill lesser angels with a single shot. Lesser angels still pretty powerful creatures uh, in this world and all other worlds as I've seen, but she doesn't just carry two guns. She wears these like stiletto heels and she has two guns crafted into her boots as well. So she mixes the guns shooting with kicking attacks where she'll kick you twice. And then her, I don't even know how she fires these guns, but it shoots off and shoots these amazing magic weapons uh, at you after kicking you and knocking you off balance. It's fantastic. And that's a sure way to do damage to Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman has got to get in close to you quite honestly. But Bayonetta doesn't. Bayonetta can shoot at you from a distance all day long and have no problem at all. But let's talk about some of the other cool weapons. She's got Shiraba, which is a katana that is, is alive. It's a living katana. It's got the heart of Ashura, the demon god of war in it. And when it hits you and hurts you, it, it sucks out your soul. 
That's not bad. Durga, some gauntlets that have portals, and in those portals uh, is essentially the realm of a demon who hits you with fire or electricity. Uh, and he just like opens a little bitty portal and the demon attacks you when she punches you. Amazing. Odette. Odette's a pair of skates. Uh, uh, you wouldn't think ice skates would be cool, except these ice skates can freeze lava instantaneously and have also been known to freeze hellfire, creating a different battleground that Bayonetta can fight on, but her opponent typically cannot. Aruna, a whip, uh, the demon soul. There's a demon soul inside the whip and it poisons. If she hits you with this whip, it will poison you. It goes straight to your nervous system right away and will drop you if you, uh, if you can't deal with poisons. Salamandra, it's a chainsaw. She rocks a chainsaw and the teeth of it are dragon's teeth. Ridiculous. Chernabog is a scythe and her blows uh, when she hits you with a scythe are infused with the power of darkness. She attacks your soul when she attacks you, not even physically. And then finally, gosh willing, the name uh, Takimikazuchi. I think I got that right. It's a giant hammer. Think of it like Thor's hammer, but it's gigantic. It's been said that one hit will split the heavens and shake the earth. You want to talk about Bayonetta not being a cosmic threat? That is outrageous. She can split the heavens with one swing of a hammer. I'd say that sounds pretty gosh darn cosmic to me. All of this equipment, what does Wonder Woman have? She has the lasso of truth, she's got them bracelets, and I don't know, an invisible jet, I guess. But if she tries to fly the invisible jet into Bayonetta, she's going to kick that thing back up into the sky. We already know it. Bayonetta's got the gear edge on top of every other edge, and it's easy to see why she's going to win. And that's my point number two. Ah, race to Canis, race to Canis, race to Canis. Let me push back a little bit. In terms of being able to stab Wonder Woman with sharp objects and all that, it's got to be someone who's very, like, super powerful and it's got to be something super sharp. There has been some people saying, oh, no, she can be stabbed easily and all that. That's just not the case. When you can tank a nuke at point-blank range, survive, uh, I don't know, the black hole trying to tear you apart, you need someone who's very, very insanely powerful and a super sharp sword to do it. By the way, I'll reveal more about this, but you know, she's holding back in almost every version that you see. I'll reveal more about that later. Number two, Bayonetta. I, I love Bayonetta, the character. I really do. But she does get damaged in every game. She takes damage. She can be hurt by weapons. We've seen it in every game and every time you play it. Uh, I've actually been, on a side note, to the Scarborough Fair. It's actually a really cool part uh, of Toronto, right outside of Toronto anyway. And it's a fair that's not so cool. Scarborough's cool. The Scarborough fair not so cool just a fun factoid uh and one woman does have ranged weapons i'll talk about that more in my point number two soul attacks magic attacks you know that might work against superman who's vulnerable to magic and supernatural kind of stuff but that doesn't work with one when she can tank she's insanely durable to those kind of attacks as well don't attack her soul because that'll actually kind of release some extra power she has and finally uh actually that's it there's no more to say because that's already good to go let me get to my point number two let's talk about weapons and maybe some weapons, and maybe even some more weapons. All right. Wonder Woman has God-given weapons and armor and God-level skills to use them to go along with everything. This is amazing. So Wonder Woman has many weapons as well as types of armor at her disposal. Some are well-known and some aren't race to Canis. However, these are all part of Wonder Woman's current character continuity and have all helped her to either defeat or defend her from gods within the DC universe as well as Superman class types of beings. All right, so let's talk about the Lasso of Truth. This thing is absolutely unbreakable. It's restrained characters as powerful as Superman, Shazam, the gods Ares and Hades, which even means even the most powerful gods can't resist it. The Lasso burns with a magical aura called the Fires of Hestia, which forces anyone touching it to be 100% truthful and under your under their control. 
The lasso can restore memory, dispel illusions, heal Wonder Woman's body of physical and magical damage. Can even act as a shield to protect Wonder Woman from attacks of all kinds. It can remove magical and supernatural power and attacks from a god, a demon. So literally, if a godlike being comes at you, she can hit you with that lasso and command your power to be taken away from you. She's done that a number of times. One time, it destroyed a creature called Decay. Now, this Decay creature is, again, a godlike creature. He used the power of uh, entropy, I believe, to let make everything just age horribly and just decay. That's what her power was. Everyone was, um, you know, horribly affected by it. She even attacked one woman with it, and she started decaying. She used her lasso to actually channel all the power out of her and channel life back into decay, which is the only thing that could kill decay and absolutely destroy her. Really, really fun to do. So, also, it controls everyone. So, why couldn't she just use that and just grab Bayonetta with the lasso? She's done that to super powerful, super fast beings before who are super agile. Getting Bayonetta in her lasso of truth, not going to be a problem for Wonder Woman. And once that happens, she's under her control. There's Wonder Woman's golden tear. You can't forget about this. See, this is something she can use like a throwing object. It is super, super sharp. It's sharp enough to cut Superman's throat, which is really fun for kids to read. And it can be used to ricochet off things, Captain American style. She's an amazing, you know, accurate uh, March person, if you want to call that. And she can use it to actually, again, take out beings like Superman, where she got, her, I think, her first win over him. Uh, on top of that... She has a powerful shield from Zeus that can protect her from energy projections, punches from gods that are even more powerful than Superman's punches. It can also be used as that striking and throwing type of thing. Again, another type of throwing weapon she's got. She's got her magical bracelets. Now, these bra bracelets allow her to deflect or reflect projectiles, bullets, automatic weapons, fire, energy blasts. Dark side's omega beams got like deflected by her magic bracelets. This thing is awesome. Now, when she strikes them together, it creates these crazy concussive forces of magical power, and these are enough to hurt Superman. She can also project energy blasts and lightning from them that are so powerful, they're powerful enough to actually damage Zeus himself, the most powerful of all the Greek pantheon of gods. This also means she can attack from ranges. There's your long-range attack. She has a god-powered sword that can cut Kryptonians, can cut Superman. It's so sharp that it can split atoms, and when she swings it a certain way, she can actually cause an atomic explosion by the swing of her sword. This thing is insane. I'm fairly sure Bayonetta's not ready for that. She also possesses the Bolt of Zeus, which can be used at, you know, at a distance. It's just a big, huge fire bolt. Uh, she can throw it at someone uh, from afar away, and it hits with insane electric power. It's the fire bolt of Zeus. It's a lightning bolt of Zeus. What can I say? She's got super stamina. It can actually fight at peak for thousands of freaking years. That is crazy. Uh, shall I keep going? Sure. She's also got, that was a power, not really a thing, but she's also got that gold armor, which we saw in the second Wonder Woman movie, but that's actually something she uses in comic books as well. What does this gold armor in the shape of an eagle head kind of thing do? Oh, I don't know. It just increases her power and durability insanely a whole bunch. It's kind of like the K.O. Ken thing from Dragon Ball Z, where Goku increases his power exponentially by saying it. This is something she could put on and call at any time, put it on her, and now she's even more powerful than before. Listen, these are God-given weapons to someone who is a god, who trains like a god, who's pretty much the god of combat. That's my point number oh, two. Oh, please, James. This is where, this is where video game characters have a massive bonus against these uh, comic book characters. Because you claim Wonder Woman, she's got this big shield. She's got this great sword. When do we ever see her carrying those things into battle at any given time? Hardly ever. Remember, this is a random encounter. Video game characters through the nature of video games always have all their weapons on them all the time. We've played enough games to know that I've played Fallout. I need, oh, what do I need in this moment? I need a missile launcher. I need a, a giant hammer. I need a, a, a energy weapon. I have them all with me at all times. Wonder Woman doesn't have that. 
You want to talk about all these great weapons, it's very unlikely she has them, but it's very likely that Bayonetta has all of her weapons at all the time because that's how video games work. And you could sit here and pretend that bullets and spears and swords and arrows don't hurt Wonder Woman, but they absolutely do. This is a well-known thing about Wonder Woman. There was one moment when they were being attacked by a bunch of archers just shooting regular old arrows at her and she had to back up and ask the person with her to shoot them because she couldn't get through the regular old arrows being shot by regular humans. If that's going to give her trouble, an Umber Witch with four guns moving at an intense, insane level of speed, I'll get to my point number three, she's not going to have an answer for that. She's going to need to back up and call for friends. You know why I love this battle, Ray? Because you're right. Video game characters have that ability to call up uh, their inventory, correct? Whatever mm-hmm. they have with them. And if they get new stuff, they can call on that at a moment's notice. The great thing about Wonder Woman, because she's a magical being, she's a god herself from the gods, she can actually do the exact same thing, which is really, really cool. Never seen it. That's not a thing she does in comics. She's not just sitting there being like, boy, I could sure use a magic shield right now. What? Right out of her back pocket has a shield. That's not a thing that happens. is there an example where this actually happens? Yes. Uh, Let's talk about the Bolt of Zeus, because that's my favorite one. Whenever she needs it, she just has to think about it. She does sometimes use words to call for it, and she's got it. She can actually pull stuff out of her bracelets, like a shield or actually that sword we were just talking about. Sometimes she carries it in her bed. She already has it, but she can absolutely access Mm it. Everything I just mentioned, and it can come to her. Crystal, do you hear how you just asked James for a specific example about the shield, and he talked about some completely other thing? Please tell me you noticed that. I got it. No, I'm, yeah, I'm listening. Right. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm hearing all the things. Many judges okay. don't pick up on James' shenanigans in the same way. I now have to point them out so I just stop mm-hmm. getting ruined by them. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. Hippolyta, Hippolyta, give me strength. Hippolyta, give me strength. Hippol- uh, Hipp- I'm saying the French way. Hippolyta, I need this. Zeus, I need this. That stuff gets sent to her. The armor gets sent to her whenever she needs it. That is a common thing for Wonder Woman. That's just a thing. But with all that being said, we're at the turning point. Interesting. After hearing Woo! two points from Ray and myself, that's right. Crystal tells us who's ahead and what the other side has to do to win. But before we get to what Crystal has to say, let's celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? This week, we have a celebrated patron who's been with us uh, for a long time already now. Ken Bjorn Turner. You are next. Oh, my gosh. The Viking? All right. The Viking is going to have to go up against an opponent. I'm using air quotes of an opponent that is so dastardly, so close to victory all the time, but just doesn't quite get there. Let's have the Viking go up against the 2021 Detroit Lions. Oh boy, you want to talk about that? That's that's not really wow. even that's not even really a, a contest. If I can be honest with you, Ken Bjorn Turner takes the field one v eleven against the <laughs> unfortunately coached Dan Campbell led Detroit Lions from twenty twenty one that went three thirteen and one. Yeah, they got a tie in there against the Steelers. Who knew? This is one of the most inept teams that perhaps my beautiful Lions have ever put on the field. And um, if you're going to talk about 2021, it's embarrassing, quite honestly. They're going to reach the, f- going to hit the field. First off, half of them are going to get injured, at least half of them before the battle even starts. All Ken has to do is pick up the axe, slap aside one person with the with the flat end of the axe, and everybody else is going to lose the will to fight. Dan Campbell's not going to be able to rally the troops because they quit on him, despite uh, common sense logic about his uh, coaching disability. They quit on him every single game. I don't see how the Detroit Lions don't quit on him once 
again here. Ken Turner slaps down. We'll say Craig Reynolds, the third string running back, and all the other Lions scatter or hobble off the field. It's an easy win for Ken Bjorn Turner, and it hurts me to say it. That's why I suggested it, by the way. That's exactly why I suggested it. I just got a lot of pleasure out of Ray having to destroy his You just made me want to win this battle ten times more, James. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so great. 4D chess, right? All right, remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash who would win show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now, back to the turning point. Crystal, you've had a moment to mm-hmm. ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead, mm-hmm. and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory? Okay. Uh, you guys are doing great. Kudos to both of y'all. I'm not hearing too much BS, which is actually. Kind of amazing, I think. Um, but right now, for me, uh, Bayonetta is edging ahead of Wonder Woman here. So here, here's what I've got. And it really kind of boils down to, uh, James, you did a great job of countering the fact that Wonder Woman could also fight range if she has to. So what I really need to hear coming up on point number three is how is Bayonetta going to be hurt? Um, So I need you, I'm a writer, so I need to hear the story of how Wonder Woman is going to overcome this kind of uh, uh, video game character who I'm not hearing that. I mean, you say that she can take damage, but when Ray told me that Wonder Woman could take damage, she actually gave me an example. So if Wonder Woman can easily be pinned down by arrows, give me some other kind of ridiculous example of how Wonder Woman calling the gods from the sky is going to take care of this video game character. That's really what I need to hear in point number three, because so far, as far as like power and strength and all that, these characters are matching up really well. So now I need to hear the story of why one wins. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, cool. All right, Ray, you've heard what uh, Crystal is saying here. You're a little bit ahead in the uh, in the lead here. But things can change on a moment's notice. Go ahead and hit us with your point number three. Point number three for Bayonetta. Look, she's an Umbral Witch, and I need to explain exactly what that means. Because an Umbral Witch, there's only two still alive in the time of the Bayonetta video game. It's just her and another one, and they end up fighting each other, then they're friends, and then they're on the same side. Oh, there's betrayal. I don't know. It's a very convoluted story, but I think they're friends at the end of the day. They're on the same team even when they fight each other. Well, she is the product of a forbidden union between a Lumen Sage named Balder and an Umbra Witch named Rosa. So this is a real Romeo and Juliet type of love story, creating Bayonetta, and she was kind of kept under wraps and her powers kind of taken from her, like those Captain Marvel inhibitors. They were trying to keep her down because the people of this realm knew how ridiculous she was capable of being, and they were all afraid of her. And so she needed to break those bonds to become the greatness that she is. But she has a lot of kind of special abilities as a number which I'm going to go through. One, she can transform her body into that of a beast. She can transform into a panther, granting herself ridiculous super speed. She can transform herself into a giant crow, which flies, I guess. Not the most, not where I'm really going to go here, but it's worth mentioning. Cool thing that she can do is turn herself into a, a swarm of bats. And then it basically escape a whole lot of like getting shot at, getting etc., uh, getting punched. She could just turn into a swarm of bats and then fly away and then reform somewhere else. That's a thing that she could do. Wonder Woman can't do that kind of stuff. She didn't have these kind of tricks up her sleeve. Wonder Woman, you know, uh, she's going to be fighting much more straightforward, much more come at you 1v1. Bayonetta is going to be moving around using a lot of tricks to get the edge wherever she can. 
uh, on, on evenings of a full moon, Bayonetta and other Umber witches can do what's called the witch walk, which allows her to walk on any surface whatsoever. And why wouldn't this battle be taking place at a full moon? We like height of their powers, I guess, to a point, don't we? You know, we got to take some things into consideration. Well, one, one wild thing is that she'll be like floating around, flying through the air on like the side of a clock face that got ripped, like Big Ben got ripped off a building and she's flying around, just fighting around the thing as if gravity just works like that. She's incredible like that. She also has the most powerful thing that's, this is what wins the battle for her. It's called witch time. Witch time allows her naturally to slow down time to an unbelievably massive degree. It doesn't matter how fast Wonder Woman can run or move or fly because Umber Witches can slow down time to a level that only essentially other Umber Witches or angelic beings can kind of hang with them in that. In one example, she fought a boss fight in one of the battles and there was a couple people running to a helicopter to escape. She fights this aggressively long video game battle and when the battle ends, it turns out only five seconds had elapsed. A super long video game battle became only five seconds from beginning to end because she beat that couple to the helicopter. (laughs) Even though at the start of the battle, they started running towards it. She once was able to use this power to contain an explosion. Explosion. They happen pretty fast. The explosion while she was in witch time did not appear to be moving at all. And she could have full conversations, conduct fights, move things around, whatever she needed to do. Because that's the level of speed we're talking. Is it cheating? Maybe. But that's the power that she has over time itself. The last thing I want to mention her is her ability to summon because one of her big key moments is summoning infernal demons to fight with her and for her. And she has a potent dozens and dozens of spiritual demons that she can summon on the field. And they're all ridiculously powerful. They are creatures from another dimension, basically. A couple I want to feature is uh, Hakatunshir, which uh, grabbed an Odisho, uh, which is one of the most powerful angels in heaven, right? That's what these things are. And this, this, this summoned creature tore both of its arms off and then beat its face to the point where it was flat against his body. <laughs> One of her most popular summons is a powerful entity called Madama Butterfly, which is which she basically takes these angels from the heavens and crushes them one shot with her heels. She's so strong, she headbutts meteors that are flying at her from space. And finally, the most powerful summon, Queen Sheba. Massive. We're talking like a gargantuan, uh, I want to say kaiju, but that might not even be giving it justice. This one punched a character named Jubileus the Creator, you know, a godlike creature, punched this godlike creature so hard, it knocked his soul out of his body and hurtled it towards the sun. When you not just fight with a level that's more powerful than Wonder Woman, but you can do summoning to bring demons on the field to fight with you that can punch the soul from your body of a god, Wonder Woman does not have any answers if a, if a, if a fleet of arrows is going to slow her down. And that's my point number three. I mean, I gotta love this character. There's so much cool stuff to her. There's it's such creative use of a power upgrade. You know, we've seen this before where people are like, "Oh, they're gonna get a power upgrade, so they're strong." But now they're stronger, or they're fast. <laughs> now they're faster. Her power upgrades are like now she's insanely different in what she can do, which is really, really creative, and a lot of fun. All right, let me kind of talk about a few things. If she were to transform into an animal, whether it's a 
a, a beast of some sort or a whole bunch of bats. Gotta remember, Wonder Woman can actually speak and control animals. I gotta think, all of a sudden, she's like, I'll turn into a powerful beast. And now I don't want to fight anymore because some voice is telling me to stop. That's actually something that can happen because Wonder Woman can control. I mean, it's still her control, though, whatever. James. It's not like she just becomes a bat and isn't herself anymore. You know, it is that is quite a you know, marked prob- difference between being a regular animal and turning your form into one. Here's the thing. She's actually got a strong telepathic. You could be right, right? But the thing is, we're talking about magical abilities, not scientific based things. So when it comes to magic, we've often said this things kind of get warped a little bit. Now, look, it, this time dilation, which is really, really cool, one woman's actually already faced this, and I believe it was either Reverse Flash or Professor Zoom, two you know, Flash-like characters or enemies of the Flash, and they used the Speed Force to do that same type of time dilation where everything stops, and Wonder Woman was able to actually break free of it because, again, as I mentioned earlier, reality warping, time dilation, she, her godlike nature, her supernatural power enables her to break free of it and actually fight her way through it and still took on whoever was Reverse Flash or Professor Zoom. And then finally, uh, this is something I'm asking you, Ray, about Bayonetta. When she summons these really cool demonic creatures or gets these things, doesn't isn't there a lot on the line? Like if she doesn't succeed or she starts losing, don't they like take her soul? Don't yeah, they like it- kill her? If she, Bayonetta as a character, always, she needs to kill angels every single day uh, to send them to uh, the unholy netherworld, or she has to go. So they're always coming after her. They're always trying to fight her, and she always is fighting angels all day, every day. There is no downtime if you're Bayonetta. If uh, she does summon these uh, demons, uh, and then she happens to die in it, they will take her soul. That adds a certain level of impetus to win uh, on the line for Bayonetta at all times, because there's no coming back from that. So no, it's not. <laughs> and she hasn't had to worry about it up to this point. But that's uh, uh, that's going to make her fight, to my point, even harder. <laughs> It, it will, but the other thing is, we got to remember, Wonder Woman is someone who can fight at peak for literally thousands of years because she's this immortal godlike being. Even if this fight is at a draw for over a day, over 24 hours, I don't that see that happening. a loss for Bayonetta. It's I a thing that's impossible. That it's, it's a possibility. All right, let me get to my point number three, and a lot's going to be cool. For my point number three, I call this fighting skills, wins, and upgrades. So here's the deal. Bayonetta can be killed if, you know, as a way I just described, if she doesn't, you know, kill enough angels, as Ray's you brought up, but also if enough force can be used to break through her very powerful forms. That's just a thing. Look, regular stuff's not going to work anymore, especially when she powers up and upgrades, which she will in this battle, but that's when you have to have something, another type of upgrade to actually do that kind of damage to her. Luckily, Wonder Woman has that. But let's talk about what Wonder Woman is in her essence. It's Wonder Woman is what you get when you put thousands of years of fighting training into someone who has like a power set similar to Superman's and a warrior's attitude of not holding back. So Bayonetta, look, she's a badass. She is. However, her fighting ability and her training pales in comparison with Wonder Woman, which is ridiculous because Bayonetta is like, what, 500 years old, has a lot of experience, but that's nothing compared to thousands upon thousands of years of training with the Amazons and being the ultimate badass warrior of DC Universe. Look, she blends her powers, her God-given weapons and training into, again, she is the literal ultimate warrior of the DC Universe. I'm invoking the ultimate warrior from WWE, but that's who she is. So how good of a fighter is she? Well, again, she's trained for thousands of years. She can analyze anything. Batman thinks she's one of the best tacticians 
ever in the history of the universe, pretty much. She's incredible. Uh, if you need to stop a war, you call Wonder Woman because she can understand what's happening on both sides, find a weakness very quickly, and kind of go at it. She does this all the time, come up with great plans, and just does it. What's really interesting is her ability to fight at super speed. This is a key difference. Look, Bayonetta can move at super speed, absolutely, and she can fight pretty fast. But the difference between Wonder Woman and Superman is that Superman can move really fast, and he can fight really well. Wonder Woman can use her super speed and fight at super speed. That is the key difference. Bayonetta may have to slow down here, may have to recoup over here. Wonder Woman is going to go at full speed 100% of the time for a thousand years if she needs to because that's how badass she is. Let's see. Who has she fought against and beaten? Let's see. She's fought and beaten The Flash, Martian Manhunter, Plastic Man, Black Canary, all while blindfolded at the same time because it was a training exercise. Look, I get it. Training exercise. The Justice League wasn't trying to kill her, but they were trying to beat the hell out of her because that's what she said she wanted them to do. And if they didn't, she'd beat the hell out of them. She beat them in this training exercise with her eyes uh, being blindfolded. She's beaten Superman twice. That's insane. She took out Green Lantern, who has very similar capabilities to Bayonetta. She, he can create constructs. He can call him bigger demons that he makes with his light. This is pretty cool. She's beaten Power Girl and Supergirl, who are kind of similar iterations of themselves. You know what I mean? Super-powered people, Kryptonians, what have you. Did I mention she's beaten Superman? Twice, that's a thing. She beat Hercules, that godlike being with all that power. She all types of kaiju, supersized demonic beings. So not just big, they're also super demonic powered beings. She's beaten them as well. And she does it really nastily, if that's the word. She'll behead someone. She'll rip someone's horns off their head and stab them with them. She is ruthless, which is why I think she's an amazing character. Let's see, uh, she's beaten demon hordes, armies, invading space armies, even Hades, the Lord of Hell, is afraid of her. This is crazy. She beat Cheetah. That's a superpowered being, magically being who's like her main enemy. But she also beat Circe, who is described as being the instrument of revenge from some of the gods in you know the Greek pantheon. And this Circe is someone who can use magic, upgrade herself, call upon weapons, has a similar kind of power set and mindset as Bayonetta, and Wonder Woman has beaten her as well. But this is one that really matters. She's beaten Batman. And the way she beat Batman was really, really cool, really easily. But she made Batman give up. What's Batman known for? Never giving up. Wonder Woman made him do it. But here's the thing. If all that wasn't enough, she's got some upgrades. Let's talk about this real quick. She can call on Zeus. Literally just call on Zeus to say, hey, I need an immediate massive upgrade of all of her powers. She says, Zeus, give me power. Zeus is like, boom, you got it. And all of a sudden her powers are upgraded. That's fun. She can call on the God Wave. Literally, she says, I need the God Wave. Now, this God Wave comes down and does this very similar thing as to what the Zeus kind of upgrade does, except the God Wave is even more powerful. She had to take on a being who was trying to destroy the, the universe, and she actually said, I need the God Wave, who then took him out, depowered, or fought him on the same power level, and she actually got him to stop fighting with it. That is crazy. If that wasn't enough... If she takes off her bracelets, she becomes 10 times more powerful. Yeah, she wears her bracelets to dampen her powers so that she doesn't accidentally kill everyone on Earth. But if she needs it and she doesn't have a choice, she will take her bracelets off and power up become 10 times as powerful as her insanely base level of power. So here's how this fight's going to go. Look. Let's just cut to the chase. These two are going to be fighting like hell, like crazy, and they're going to be calling on their upgrades. I need to upgrade here. I need to upgrade here. She's going to call, uh, Bayonet's going to call on demons. Woman's going to call on the God Wave. This is going to happen. And all of a sudden, the bracelets are going to come off. The difference between these two is going to come when you have two people who are kind of equal in power and all that kind of stuff. It's who wants to win more. That's going to be Wonder Woman. Who's got the better training? That's definitely Wonder Woman. And who's got the better salmon to fight longer? Look, we just saw Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. Spoiler alert, Jake Paul won. Why? Because he had better stamina than Anderson Silva, which I hate saying because Anderson Silva is awesome, and he got the win. Just like in this battle, 
Wonder Woman's going to win. That's why Bayonetta loses. That's why Wonder Woman wins. That's why I'm going to go to Amazon, buy my extra large Wonder Woman workout shirt right after the show. And that's my point number three. Look, I love me some Wonder Woman. She's a wonderful character. Um, you know, uh, Gal Gadot is absolutely fantastic in the portrayal. If she takes off her bracelet, she has nothing to deflect bullets with. And that's going to cause her a heck of a lot of trouble. Uh, honestly, and if you've seen Bayonetta, if you watch the game at all, when Bayonetta is shooting these guns, the bullets don't stop. She doesn't reload. This is magical weapons, magical gun. This is just a torrent of bullets that are flying at all the given times. And I don't see Wonder Woman, especially with no bracelets, having an answer for that. But I'm going to lay out the exact way that Bayonetta is going to win. And I'm going to make it very easy for our judge today because look, Wonder Woman, like uh, sharp things, bullets can hurt her. I mentioned also one big thing that hurts her poison poison can hurt her you know who has a win over uh wonder woman the scarecrow how did the scarecrow do it he got his he got her to breathe in the fear gas and then took uh, was able to take her out when she was hallucinating and had that issue with the poison what was batman's contingency plan to beat wonder woman if he had to poison was the way he was going to do it what what whip does Bayonetta have? It's called Alruna, and it, if she hits you with it once, it injects poison into your nervous system, shutting down your body. Bayonetta is going to come in, try the bullets, and maybe Wonder Woman has an answer for that, even with slowed time. I don't see it. But when we get to the action with the whip, she only has to hit her once with that whip. And let's face it, Wonder Woman doesn't wear all the armor in the world. And if she gets one hit with that whip, that poison's going to hit her right away. Wonder Woman is going to drop like a stone. Bayonetta's going to win this battle. That is a very straightforward way with examples that Bayonetta can win. That's all I have to say about that. James, what do you say to that? Here's the thing. I mean, I hate doing this because I'm really, I really want to play uh, Bayonetta after after the show. By the way, I started playing video games. I started playing Counter Strike. That's my start. So here's the thing. Wonder Woman, when it comes to whips, she's actually got examples of some of the best. Uh, whip users in the universe. There is one person, I, I forget her name, she's from, she's one of the female Furies that Granny Goodness has trained, that's Darkseid's, one of Darkseid's generals, and she uses whips all the time. It's in a battle, it's been seen a number of times, when she tries to whip Wonder Woman, she catches it, snaps it from her, and then hits her with the whip and uses it as a weapon against her as well. Wonder Woman's gonna use any weapon she can. Look, Bayonetta's super fast with bullets. Got it. Wonder Woman blocks bullets all the time. She blocked a billion pieces of crystal shard trying to attack this person within seconds. Pretty sure that's faster than Bayonetta shooting bullets. That's but a all handful of that. arrows was too much for her. I actually see a situation where uh, Wonder Woman goes for the lasso of truth around her. The whip happens at the same time. They both wrap each other, but Wonder Woman doesn't know about the special attributes of the whip. So while the lasso of truth has Bayonetta, Wonder Woman falls. Bayonetta takes off the lasso of truth and declares victory. Sorry, I just got something in my throat. God wave. <coughs> if you power. need to pray <coughs> that the gods come and deus ex machina a victory, you've already lost. That's outside interference, as we all know. I'm sh my poison has affected me. Luckily, I can still use my she'll words. Be, she'll be down by that time. Zeus power. All <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Crystal. <laughs> this isn't the Moon Knight battle, James. This judge isn't going to let wow. a god step in and fight the battle for you. Crystal. Yeah. This Crystal, is I, need, I need Ray's address. I'm sending him a Wonder Woman shirt right now. All right, yeah. Crystal. Um... Listen, it's time for you to make a decision. Yeah. Take yeah. us through your process. Tell us a story, if you will. And reveal who you think wins between Wonder Woman and Bayonetta. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Y'all did good. Y'all did good for this one. I like it. I like this one a lot. I think one of the things that I love 
so much about this battle too is that Wonder Woman has an answer for at least uh, uh, Bayonetta's like uh, witchy magic stuff. Um, I thought you guys' counterpoints were really well done. I thought that the IMF factor was a little bit less this match. Um, as I as I try to figure out who is going to win in this fight, that's a tough one. This is this is a tough one for me because Wonder Woman getting pinned down by range attacks is a thing. Uh, Wonder Woman, you know, I hear you, James, when you say that Wonder Woman can like break free of those. Um, but I'm hearing from combatants, or guess not hearing, that Wonder Woman seems to be to be just squishy. Really, in is not a fair or right word, but it seems to me that. Bayonetta might be able to hurt Wonder Woman just enough. And what is kind of swaying me in that direction is Bayonetta's ability to summon these things that can like headbutt meteors and knock your soul out of your body. I think if it was just Wonder Woman and Bayonetta, I would be leaning more towards Wonder Woman because of her tactician's ability, because James, you're describing about how she can fight so fast and just because she's got like thousands of years of it. I don't know how old Bayonetta it is, but you got thousands of years of fight training, like you're pretty badass. Um, but I am worried that if Bayonetta summons something that can headbutt a meteor, then she might be able to get the edge on Wonder Woman before Wonder Woman can invoke God powers or call in Zeus, whoever she's going to call. Um, so by like, like Superman's booty hair, I got to give this one to Bayonetta. There we go. Like, I know, like real. Wow. Crystal, you know, I was, I was going to, you know, you're one of my favorite judges. I know. It's not something I can say anymore. It's not something I can say anymore. I'm sorry. You have, uh, yeah, no, 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 sorry. no, I know. you're beyond apologies. We're beyond apologies. You're beyond apologies. You, you took an icon, an icon repped by an icon, I know. by the way. Yeah. And you said, oh, they come up short against Ray Sicanus and Bayonetta. Yeah. Bayonetta called me during this match and said, mm-hmm. I need someone else to rep me. James, can you rep both Bayonetta myself and one woman at the same time? Mm-hmm. I said, I can, just as you gave that decision. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. You let down Bayonetta. You let down Wonder Woman. You, you let mm-hmm. down me. Mm-hmm. And the only person who's happy is Ray Sicanus, which means no one's happy. Ray, how do you feel about this win? <laughs> The problem, James, is you got that call. It was unfortunately the actress who played Bayonetta in episodes one and two, but not unfortunately the Bayonetta from episode three. Mm Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. Is it a problem or just... Um, I feel great about this battle. Let me tell you, I deserve it. Oh, God. I did, once again, I did the research. You put a... Uh, you I know. Put a, Listen, you I know, You put James, a video game character in my hands, yeah. and you know it's going to be a knockdown, drag-out brawl. Was. It was really... And I'm going to bring it the way that I know how to bring it. James mm-hmm. has no answer for video game characters because he's only playing Counter-Strike once every four or five months. <gasps> That's not going to cut the mustard James, not even <laughs> Colonel Mustard in the conservatory with the letter opener. You can't even afford mustard. Sorry, Ray, go on. Still number one. Still number one. Listen, it was a great battle. Y'all did great I mean, he great, found some mustard job. outside. Great job. Great job. I sure did, did. And Ray was also here. Here's the thing, Crystal. Yeah. We're going to have to have a talk. Yeah. We're going to have to have a talk. I uh, talk. I feel yeah. like my, my, my life has been shaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, my faith in humanity is mm-hmm. gone. 
it's gone. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was going to be restored because you are above humanity. So I thought. Yeah. I, I held am. you on I such a am. high pedestal, and I, should, I don't know you anymore. You should keep the pedestal. I don't know. You should keep the pedestal. I don't know. Sweet baby Jesus is whispering in my ears right now saying, don't yeah. trust Crystal. So anyway, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. All right, Crystal, listen, with all that being said, you're still you're still one of my favorite judges of all time, one of my favorite yeah. people of all time. And I, uh, I think sorry, your decision is absolutely, I know, it's horrible, uh, but I'll live mm-hmm. with it because I love Bayonetta okay. as a character. She's awesome. I can live with it. So with that yeah. being said, uh, congrats on making Ray's week. He has so little you know what I mean? You know, Luckily we have to give this. him some kind of hope and happiness. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, yeah. he didn't win by yeah. like a huge margin, okay? He went like this, like, like. I know, I know. Let's have, let's let him have this. Like, let's let him have like, this. Like the hair on like his forehead, and he, you know, that's how much he won by. There's not a lot. I of try to shave that off, off from Crystal. There's, there's no, there's no there. There's none there. There's like none. Let's tell go. our fan base yes. where they can. <laughs> <laughs> tell our fan base where they can find you online. Yes, uh, fanbase, you can find me over on uh, Twitter at Ryder Streamer. You can follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Crystal's Imagination. You can tell me how much you agree with my decision and how I am the wisest and best judge in the history of who would win. And then you can go and you can listen to my audio dramas. Follow the at Tales Network, uh, or you can just do a search on Spotify, Tales of the Forgotten. Check out our horror stories. Check out our romance stories and check out our Star Wars stories. I know this is a family friendly show, but these audio dramas are for adults. So parents, put the kids to bed, put your headphones on, and enjoy some amazing storytelling. When you're done listening to this also amazing Who Would Win episode. See, even even when you See? vote against me, you, you pull know, out right? the win at the end, Crystal Storm. <laughs> you're so awesome. All right. Speaking of the opposite type of people, Ray Sicanis, you're still here. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on your win today. Tell the Legion of Audience, our faithful fan Obviously, base, where you I am not typically a fan of Crystal Storm. I enjoy <laughs> the work she does. I mm-hmm. enjoy her writing, her producing. Uh, uh, she does wonderful VO work in Reclaim Detroit as Roxy, the Bruja Primogen. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, after this decision, Crystal finally making some sense up here on this show. Always she has now sense. vaulted herself out of the basement. She is no longer in the bottom 10 all time who would basement. win judges. She's now somewhere in the middle, a mid, you know, mid. Mm-hmm. She's comfortably mid as A-tier. far as judges go. And it it took a lot to get you there, Crystal. And I mm-hmm. want to say great job on your part, mm-hmm. finally making some sense in this show. Everybody at home is happy. Everybody knows that I got robbed last week. In fact, by a two to one margin when we asked the fans, James, you could speak to this two to one margin. We had a vote at who would win show on Twitter and the fans had reversed the decision. Skeletor obviously beats blade. We don't know what Tommy was doing in the background while we were mm-hmm. debating. Cause it clearly wasn't listening to the points that were said that really makes this five wins in a row for me. Mm. And I don't even know at this point, James, you're, you're basically not even competition anymore. We might have to replace you in season five. I look forward to coasting to victory here in season four. I look forward to being carried off on the arms of angels into the sunset like Icarus, except this time I will not burn the wings and fall back down to earth. I will ascend into my higher form because that's, what the people deserve. You can find me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. Victory Friday. You know, I, you know I don't going really down. normally support Ray um, taking the power away from the who would win judges. But in this instance, I'm going to go ahead and say that Twitter, if you would like to also start your, you know, the Legion of Legion of Legion of audience, if you would like to also start a poll because you disagree with my decision and give the win to James, I would support it. Sadly, that vote <laughs> will not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sadly, that vote has been vetoed mm-hmm. by the who would win staff. Uh, right. 
when he means there's only like, right. So who would win staff? You're allowed to speak up. If you want to email me anonymously, I'll cast a Twitter vote for you. Don't worry. It's fine. Do not try to coup this show, <laughs> Crystal Storm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We had a Twitter poll. I only, I only look at significant People things. People have spoken, James. Anyway, listen, when judges, mm-hmm. when judges make mm-hmm. a decision, even when I don't like it, the judge's decision sticks. Crystal, it's your decision's going to stick no matter what. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Bechtold's decision's going to stick. It's unlikely. And trust me, there are so many decisions I wish could be undone. But once the judge makes it, you got to respect Do the you? judge. That's, yeah. makes, that's what makes our show so special. Ray, you won I today. Congratulations. It. Crystal, you're awesome. And yes. so am I. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all you got to do is type in at James Gabsy. Now, here's the thing. Remember to join the official Hoodwin Facebook group. It's over 14,000 people strong, by the way. And that's where you can go to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our ever-growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever wherever else you go for your podcast. Just subscribe to us. Subscribe to us. Whatever you say in English, that's the thing. On behalf of myself, Bryce Cicadas, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash hoodwinshow right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. 
We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.